Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. I'm very happy to be joined by the people's champ, Matt Baxendale. A lot of stuff to get into, but let's start with a couple of weeks ago when I had you on the show. and You made a prediction that Ohio State was going to lose to Utah in the Rose Bowl. Tell the Bucknutters about that horrible prediction and your repentance, my friend. Horrible? Did you watch the first half? I feel like I was grounded in very good reality, and the defense managed. I don't know if Jim Knowles started a half early, uh, but the defense managed to man up enough to get a few stops. And OSU needed every single one of those 48 points to get the job done. So I don't necessarily regret the pick because I think all the other things were there, but I am gleeful to have been wrong because there's so much more momentum and feel good for the next eight months that Ohio State managed to pull that game off. Looks like you ordered the incorrect burger and you added some wrong sauce on there. We'll move on, though. I'm done trolling. I'm sorry, but isn't a good helping of crow covered in some delicious, delicious flavoring? Uh, Maybe a little more delicious than a bad burger, right? I mean, if you want, like, some wrong sauce on your crow burger, that's fine, too. Let's get into Justin Fry, though. I will eat. I'll eat a crow cake. I am thrilled to eat this wrong sauce. So I know you are. <laughs> it's it's like when I when I pick against the Bengals, it's like Dave. I did mention lose I either to ask way. That. Now that you bring up the Bengals, um, do you remember texting your friends the last time the Bengals won a playoff game? <laughs> yeah. Uh, guess what no. didn't exist back then? Didn't yeah. exist. Text messages yeah. were invented in 1992. Not a single human on the planet has ever texted their friends. Wow, the Bengals just won the playoff game. You know what's gonna be funny <laughs> though? You know what's gonna be funny though this weekend as you laugh is the Steelers will lose a playoff game and the Bengals will win. And if you if you want to put a little uh, monetary wager on that, we can definitely do that. So if let me know. I will tell let you right know. now, um, the Steelers are going to send Ben Roethlisberger out the way the Dolphins sent out uh, Dan Marino. In Dan Marino's final game, it was 62 to 7. The Steelers are in so much trouble this week. <laughs> I'm like not super thrilled that we got another game because I would love to have Ben to have gone out a winner with a comeback versus getting throttled by a much better team like they did about a month ago. (laughs) I would say you've been terrible at making predictions, but I think you made a good one there. All right, moving on. Justin Fry, Ohio State offensive line coach. They made it official yesterday after we knew it had been happening for the last two weeks. Justin Fry, offensive line coach backs. They also gave him the fancy title of associate head coach for offense. I don't care about the fancy title. I love this hire. Ryan Day continues to knock it out of the park. Jim Knowles on defense. Now, Justin Fry as the offensive line coach. Your thoughts, my friend? Ryan Day just brought in a guy he worked with for four, five, six years previously. Tells you he knows what he's getting from him. It tells you that uh, 
he trusts what he's getting from him. It tells you that he wanted to move on to somebody that he was more familiar with is the reality of it. And by the way, UCLA currently has one of their offensive linemen who is highly considering going pro a year early, who would be a first or second round pick. So it tells you Fry's done a decent job out there without the sheer raw talent that Ohio State has. Uh, I love the hire in a lot of ways. I think it's going to get us back to uh, a little bit stronger, maybe closing in recruiting, something that I think we can all point to and say there's been some good pickups, but there's been some misses. And uh, I think this is Ryan Day getting younger on a staff that, you know, there were going to be some changes on. Even with the offense this year, look, there was a decision to go with four tackles on that line. And I don't know who was advocating behind the scenes for it, but clearly there was some discontent. There wasn't enough push up the middle. And, you know, for as good a job as Sudrawa did in some aspects, there, there's room for improvement. And if you get a young guy like Fry who is ready to rock and roll that Day knows and trusts and has worked closely with for a long time, it's a good thing. And I think one of the reasons why he maybe hasn't made this move sooner was because the guy had worked with Chip Kelly for a very long time. And I don't think Ryan Day was too excited to raid his mentor's staff. So it tells you that there's something going on here where Day is officially ready to just say, look, I'm done messing around. I'm checking all the boxes I'm not happy with. Good enough isn't good enough. It needs to be right. So the fact that he took a guy from Chip Kelly to me says that Day, Day is dead serious about this offseason. I know. I love everything that he's doing, man. I love it. All right. Speaking of the offseason, Jim Harbaugh. He might already be the Raiders coach if they hadn't done a thing called, um, well, no, I guess either way they would have been in unless they lost. That was hilarious. That Chargers-Raiders game was just completely on heroin the other night. And I'm glad the Raiders won because that means the Bengals get to play the Raiders instead of the Patriots. Not that the Bengals are guaranteed a win by any means. It's the Bengals. But give me the Bengals against the Raiders interim head coach against the greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick, which would have been the other scenario. Baxendale, I want to ask you this question. Jim Harbaugh, are you buying this? Do you think he's going to be the Raiders' next coach? Furthermore, as a Buckeye fan, do you want him to leave Michigan? Because I don't. I want him to stay. Yeah, no, this would be the, the most Jim Harbaugh move ever, right? It's like the frat boy who's hiding behind his buddies and gets one punch in and then runs out the door, right? That's what Harbaugh would be doing here. You know, <laughs> I won the fight. No, you didn't. You're one in five. You should be one in six. You literally forfeited a year ago. <laughs> so John, John Cooper, John Cooper has a better winning percentage in the rivalry technically than Jim Harbaugh does. I just want to point that out. People are like, wait a minute, what do you mean? Cooper was two, 10 and one. Harbaugh's one and five. Yeah, do the math. The tie gets Cooper over the top compared to Harbaugh. Cooper has a better winning record in the rivalry than Jim Harbaugh. Amazing. Go ahead. Yes, it's spectacular, but I don't want Harbaugh to leave. That would be a disaster if Harbaugh left because the guy's not great. He went back to looking like uh, like the clock struck midnight and he turned into a pumpkin in the, in the, the semifinal game real quick. And he's losing a lot of guys. It's kind of like a couple of years ago where they actually had a decent team and he had 40 seniors. And then all of them left, and he was a train wreck for the next four years against Ohio State. It's the same thing panning up here, right? I don't want to change their program and give them the opportunity to hire a much more competent coach. Look, they won a game because OSU's D-line wasn't any good, and the defense had maybe the worst year in Ohio State football history. That appears to be in the process of getting fixed. Let's put it that way. If Jim Harbaugh leaves, A, I don't know who they would hire. There's scary candidates like Matt Campbell, and then there's guys like Josh Gaddis, which would probably be their hire if it happened because they're dumb. And I, I would I would probably appreciate that, but I don't want to risk it where they actually have somebody who can actually do a good job versus a guy in Jim Harbaugh 
who literally was told, go find a better job next year or take a pay cut. And he couldn't find a better job, so he took a pay cut. To me, this sounds like a guy who was like, look, I'm leaving it the first chance I get regardless after last season. And the fact that he can go out on something resembling a high to him is an added bonus. I genuinely think that there is a serious uh, look being taken at him right now for an NFL job. There are five open jobs plus a couple interim coaches. This might be the year that the inevitable Harbaugh return to the NFL happens, and I'll be very disappointed to see him go because I don't care if he just won his last game. The, the facts are facts. We know who he is, and who he is is somebody that Ohio State's generally going to beat. I don't want to give them the opportunity to accidentally hire a better candidate. The fact that he won the last game makes me want him to come back even more. Like, if he, like, lost the last game, he'd be 0-6, you know, after yeah, seven years Yeah, he doesn't get to go there. out on a high. And like, There's it, no it, high for him. Exactly. You'd almost have, like, pity for him. Like, okay, go off to the NFL, you know, like. Now it's like, no, 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 no. I, I need you to come to Columbus this November and get what's coming to you. So, hey, I think he's off to the NFL. I think the Raiders are waiting. I think there's one team crazy enough to hire him, and that is the Raiders. We'll see what happens. Hopefully my Bengals can take care of business. As much as I want to be confident in the Bengals, everything on paper looks good. It's the Bengals. So I will never be ultimately confident, but – uh Still feeling think good they can about take that. one for the team here. Maybe the Raiders can make a run to the AFC Championship or something and keep their interim coach. You stop that way it. we can keep Harvey. You stop it there. No, no, you stop it. You stop that right there. All right, I want to ask you about this. A couple of days ago, as you know, I had Brian Schottenstein and Cardiel Jones on the show, the two-man dream team doing God's work. Your thoughts on what they're doing? Do you think, given everything that's going on at Ohio State with, Listen, even right now, Bax, as you know, Ohio State has the largest compliance department in the country, which is insane, but they do. So I don't think it can just be as simple as do what Texas and Texas A&M is doing, even though I think that's what they should do. First of all, thank goodness for Brian Schottenstein and Cardell Jones and what they're doing. Hopefully other boosters step up. Unpack all of that for me. Your thoughts on what Brian's doing and Cardell's doing, what the compliance department at Ohio State, any roadblocks they might have, and just your thoughts on that whole picture. What are we worried about complying with? Like, I'm genuinely confused why we have a compliance department at this point now that NIL is out. Like, are we worried about somebody getting a free bagel with cream cheese that shouldn't at this point when we're getting kids paid $50,000 a year to be offensive linemen at Texas? I don't know what we're doing. So why do we have this giant compliance department that is a legacy relic of Tatgate when all the Tatgate stuff in today's environment, would have never happened. Those kids would have gotten paid in tattoos as part of their NIL. They would have had to give their trinkets up. They would have just been like, yo, this tattoo shop is dope. And that's all it is. That's all they would have had to do. So this compliance department is literally a waste of money for Ohio State. I don't know what, what it would do at this level when there is no more NCAA with anything resembling teeth which is essentially given up and capitulated. So if compliance has a problem with NIL for Ohio State, they need to reevaluate their mission, plain and simple. Because what Schottenstein is doing and what Cardell Jones is doing is good for Ohio State's athletic department. And more important, it's legal for Ohio State's athletic department. Now, I've said this numerous times. Cardell is going to say this is just not during recruiting. It's afterwards to help the kids get paid. Blah, 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 blah. The flip side of this is we all know Cardell Jones is allowed to talk to the OSU coaching staff anytime he wants as a pre-existing relationship and a former player and national champion. 
So if Cardell Jones just happens to read the tea leaves, if you will, as to which players in recruiting need a little bit of uh, assurance of the opportunities about being a Buckeye, Cardell Jones is going to have a pretty good idea of who he needs to talk to. Let's put it that way. So while that's not quite, Sark gets on the phone and calls big oil guy one and says, get me Terrence Brooks, calls big oil guy two and says, get me Quinn Ewers and big oil guy three and says, get me so-and-so and big oil guy four. And then meanwhile, the Texas A&M boosters see all the big oil guys going and send their guys over while Jimbo yells at them to get there first. It's not that. But the reality is Ohio State is going to be a player in these things. And by the way, they're already getting kids based on sheerly the promise of this stuff being there, right? They're landing kids from down south right now without any written guarantees like some of these other kids may be getting down in the heart of Texas. So, again, compliance needs to reevaluate their damn mission if they have an issue with this. Because what Schottenstein and Cardale are doing is not only legal, but it's the right thing to do. And it's how you compete in today's environment. There is no issue with this. And if compliance has a problem, then I hate to say this, they're not going to win because they have no rule book leg to stand on for most of this stuff. And this isn't like 10 years ago. Whenever I said about Tackgate, pull an Auburn, where Auburn gave the NCAA the finger and said, prove it, and nothing happened. Cam Newton was suspended for half a day, and then they <laughs> let him keep playing while Ohio State stabbed themselves repeatedly with a rusty knife, bled all over the floor, and it still wasn't enough because they decided to cooperate. The reality is you don't cooperate with the NCAA for the large part in the last 15 years. You're not going to get in trouble if everybody keeps their mouth shut. Now there's nothing illegal. Now there's absolutely nothing illegal. So why Ohio State has to be overly compliant is thoroughly unnecessary. Last thing, speaking of the SEC, a couple nights ago, we had the national championship game. Your thoughts, I mean, I thought Bama was going to win. I'll admit it. Now, I think losing Jamo in, in the first quarter obviously hurt them a lot. They're already down Mechie. But Georgia won. Your thoughts on the national title game? So we can give the caveats first. If Jamison Williams doesn't get hurt, there's multiple deep passes that got flat out dropped by the guys that would have been Jamison Williams and they would have been touchdowns. Uh, so we have to factor that in, of course. So, like, let's be honest there. I think everybody went in here thinking Bama was going to win and they were going to hit a few big plays. And it looked like that was happening until the unfortunate injury to Jamo, which is terrible, right? Like, like, there's nobody in Ohio State that remotely is rooting against the kid. It's a horrible thing to see in his last game. You really hope it's not a, a severely torn ACL. It, it would be an absolute shame for everything that that kid did this year. But not having him was an absolute difference maker for them. Um, all those caveats out of the way. Before the SEC championship game this year, and really outside of that game, who was the best team in the country consistently all year? It was Georgia. They had the best defense. And the matchup we wanted was Ohio State's offense versus Georgia's defense. And unfortunately, Ohio State's defense didn't hold up enough of a mediocrity level to be able to get it. That's simple. The bottom line is Georgia deserved it based on the total body of work. And I never thought I'd say that having lived in Georgia and seen them blow it repeatedly. Uh, the reality is Georgia's the best team. And they got a little bit of a – I mean, this is 41 or two years for them now since they last won a natty. And they got a little bit of their own – Craig Krenzel guy in Stetson Bennett, who everybody questions the passing, and then he ends up pulling it out in clutch time multiple times. I mean, that guy stunk until he threw that touchdown pass. So I think it's thoroughly appropriate, though, that the game ended on a pick six by Georgia. 
the way their season started against Clemson, which was on a pick six. And when you have one of these defenses, I looked at those defenses. I couldn't fathom having one like that at Ohio State right now with the offense that we have, because there's no comparison between those two offenses and the one currently at Ohio State. But on the flip side, those guys had an attitude. Defense is an attitude. Sure, scheme matters, but there is an attitude out there. And those guys were going to do everything they could to drag people down to the ground on defense on both sides. I'm sure Ohio State would have put up a lot more points, but whether the defense was physical enough to handle either one is a very different question that I think we all know the answer to, having seen Utah score 45 on us. Reality is Georgia deserved it, as weird as that is for me to say. And I don't know if I'll say that for another 41 years, but congratulations to the Bulldogs. They did something that I didn't expect because I figured this was just another ho-hum year where Bama wins the natty. But you know what, Dave? I'm going to leave everybody with this thought. The only undefeated person in the history of sports is Father Time, and Nick Saban's 71 this year. So you have to start wondering how much longer is this going to go. And I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Georgia was a deserving winner. And I think that's where we kind of go to the season, start looking forward to next year, where we can look at hopefully Ohio State in this position whenever everything's said and done. Great stuff from Matt Baxendale. Other than his Rose Bowl prediction a couple weeks ago, I had to get one more dig in. Good stuff, my friend. Thank you to Bax. Thank you to all listeners out there for tuning in the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.